What it is, what it do, and how the hell are all of you with yours truly, Petra? I fuck her back with another mother lover. You already know the deal. Grab your smoke, grab your drink, and lock in with your boy, because we back with another one. In this episode, we're going to be covering Derek Chauvin and his conviction. We're going to be covering Kim Porter, because now all eyes are on her. Seemingly, that's what a lot of people were saying yesterday. And I'm from Minnesota, from Minneapolis, so... A lot of my people I fucks with are from Minneapolis, so when they're talking about now the eyes eyes are on that situation, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that with some with some facts. Now I don't know if any looting or anything happened last night, like a lot of people had suspected that was going to happen. Um, I know there was protesting. I know there was people outside doing their vigils and uh, remembering this that the other. You know, they was out there. They was out. People was out. Believe that. So. But there was no curfew or nothing, so it's not like they was people was really breaking the law. Now I'm always gonna be I'm always gonna be okay with peaceful protest. I'm always gonna be okay with peaceful assembly. I don't. You just can't be going to destroy shit, robbing, looting, burning. That's just, that's where I, that's where I draw the line for myself. But when I think of the case, I think Chauvin's defense attorney and the prosecution both made some very very major errors during the trial. I think both of them helped each other's cases, yada, yada, yada. I think there's a lot of, a lot of content, a lot of, a lot of uh, opinions, a lot of this, that, other thing that break down the legal side of it a lot better than I could ever do because I'm not no legal scholar. I just, I know, I know what I know. You know, I can't, I can't explain what I know. I just know what I know. And uh, took a couple legal classes in high school, just basically just, just the gist of the laws. So, I, I mean, I also do read and I do some research, so I do kind of know what's going on. But, like the prosecution said, maybe it was his enlarged heart that killed him. Maybe. Why, why would you ever say that shit? The defense attorney going to continually play the video that's going to hurt him. You know what I'm saying? They both made errors in their judgment during the trial that raised a lot of questions for a lot of people. Now, I do believe this was a show trial. And I do believe this was some form of kangaroo court. Because they had the let's be let's be one hundred. The jury was not easy to pick. People in Minnesota found out about some of the people that they originally they had they you know they call you in for jury duty whatever whatever it is to get picked. And there's a couple of the people that didn't like the fact that George Floyd's family got money from the settlement. People didn't some of the people that didn't like that shit. So there was people that were biased against the case. Now, I don't know what, I think it was a defense witness. I believe they had a pig sent to their head, if I remember the story correctly. Tim Poole talked about it, Sticks, Hex, and Hammer, Stephen Crowder, a bunch of articles about it. And that, that, that right there, that, let's keep that 100. The jury's going to find out about that, right? So, you already know that they're going to be shook. We're gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna bury my lead. I'm gonna bury my. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say my opinion real quick. Like, I believe it was a kangaroo court. I believe it was a show trial. I believe the jury was shook, scared, whatever you want to call it, intimidated. However you want to flip, flip it. That that's what they were. There's no one in this world gonna tell me otherwise. Especially in the fact that they've all seen what happened. 
when it came to rioting. They all seen what happened when it came to someone that would speak out, per se, against George Floyd or what was going on with him. How many houses were protested? How many elected officials had people run up on their motherfucking houses? How many buildings were vandalized? How many stores were burnt down? How many people lost their livelihoods and their jobs? All these people, them 12 people, man, they knew that shit. They knew it. It's not like they went out to California and picked 12. They picked 12 from Minnesota. Everybody in Minnesota knew what happened last summer. Everybody in Minnesota knew about that pig's head getting sent to that motherfucker. Come on now. You think the jury ain't going to be shook or intimidated by that shit? Especially when their names become public knowledge? Yeah, that's, 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 where, that's where the tide really turns. So you can't argue it because you know for a fact that these people's names become public knowledge. And if for whatever reason they found Chauvin not guilty... You knew, we knew, we knew people would be going after them. They know that. They knew that shit. We can say that because we know it's a fact. Like I said, people in Minnesota already are focusing purely on Kim Potter and Dante Wright. Not that they, because George Floyd's case is over now. So now they can, oh, we are, they got Floyd. They got Floyd sewed up. They got, they got him taken care of. They got justice served. Now we got to get justice for Dante. Even though it's completely different situations. And that's that's where a lot of people start to lose me. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm on Facebook, like everyone else is doing, you know, scrolling, this, that, the other, you know, people reading the comments. I think maybe more so I go on Facebook and I go on Instagram and Twitter and all that to really get news, you know, see what's going on with the people, see what the people are talking about that day, see what's woofing, see what's not, you know what I'm saying? And this woman says, right, I think that the verdict today is a sign that the prosecution built a Goliath of a case by paying attention to the smallest details instead of it being a sign that the system is changing because it's really not. If the system was truly changing, the case wouldn't have wouldn't have had to be so meticulously prosecuted in order to prove this murder beyond a reasonable doubt when literally the entire planet saw it happen. Now, one person clapped back and they said, so you'd prefer citizens not have the right to a fair trial. Seems intelligent. That person got drugged through the mud. Let's keep it 100. That's why I'm not going to be using names. But that dude got drugged through the motherfucking mud by, with that statement. I think he knew he was going to get drugged through the mud with that statement, but that being said, her statement, I think she's wrong. I don't think the, I don't think the prosecution really uh, prosecuted meticulously. They don't. They didn't. They, they said they argued a lot of the same argument the first day that they argued the last day. A lot of the same argument they had was used in their uh, closing statement. The entire planet saw it happen, but the way it was interpreted and after all the facts came out, the body cam footage... And well, well, let's keep it 100. Let's keep it 100. The body cam footage now, cops are releasing that shit the next day, so we have transparency to what's going on. Look at what's happening in Columbus right now, Columbus, Ohio. The young lady that was shot and killed by the cops after she was swinging a knife on two other people or whatever. We're going to get into that too, but they released that body cam footage almost immediately under transparency. So the whole, everybody knew why they did what they did. But the media, mainstream news, Social media and so, so, so many sheeple are pushing a narrative that the cops just open fired on her. 
when that's not the case. A lot of people will disregard the fentanyl in George Floyd's system as it had saying it had nothing to do with them. But yet they're gonna be the same ones that I got the sticker that says kill your local fentanyl dealer. You know what I'm saying? That that's what that's what that's where I really see this mind fuck that people are trying to play. You say one thing, but you don't do the other. You say one thing, but you won't you won't stick up for the other, you know what I'm saying? Like you're not consistent. You, you, you completely excuse the, oh, he had drugs in the system, oh, he didn't resist, uh, yes, he did. He did not comply with orders from 21 Jump. The fuck? Like, I don't know what people don't understand. When the cops pull up, it is their job to assess the situation for whatever they stopped you for, whether it's a blinker, taillight, expired tags, counterfeit money, whatever the fuck is for. It's for them to assess the situation to see what they got to do next. George Floyd had multiple chances to comply. He chose not to. That should not have cost him his life. But we need to, again, we need to keep teaching responsibility and accountability and stop letting that shit fly out the window. Because the longer we allow it to fly out the window, the more time people have to not get used to taking responsibility and accountability. And they're gonna, generations are going to get used to not taking it, so they're going to get used to shifting blame when the blame is truly on yourself. And I don't care what no one fucking says. We are all, every American, every human being is responsible for their own actions and accountable for their actions. I've said it before. You can say whatever you want to say under the freedom of speech. You are more than welcome to. Next to inciting violence. You can't incite violence, but we're not using that here. What I'm saying is you can say whatever you want. You want to be racist, you want to say some bullshit that's going to make someone mad, you can, free, you can freely say it. But there's social consequences. There's, you're going to take responsibility accountability for what you say? Someone might crack your ass. You want to go out there and be some loud mouth piece of shit? Run your mouth, flap your gums, talk that racist shit? And someone beat your ass for it? Ain't nobody gonna feel bad for you. You know what I'm saying? You should be responsible, responsibility and accountability need to be something we take seriously as people, as a world, as a planet. You know what I'm saying? If that person's talking about the entire planet side, then the entire planet needs to accept responsibility and accountability for their actions. Because scapegoating them, passing it out to the next guy, that ain't getting us nowhere. That divide we all see, we all feel, that divide is going to keep growing the more people choose not to accept responsibility and accountability. Now, Chauvin's got to wait eight weeks for uh, sentencing. That's kind of a long time, man. Eight weeks, he got to wait eight weeks. That right, the eight weeks, man. I don't know if that's like a to to you know, mull, so the community can mull over to just uh, him being uh convicted, this, that, the other. I don't know if it's just because they wanted to take eight weeks or they can't get him in sooner. But the my thought is, what if the sentencing he gets 
isn't what the community wants. The community wants them to lock away, lock, lock them up, throw away the key. Minnesota doesn't do that. Minnesota is a rehabilitation state. So are they going to throw all that rehabilitation out of the out of the window for one person? I'd almost venture to say that Minnesota does because they can't get root court. They knew they were going to convict uh, Chauvin three, four days ago. They knew for a fact. All they had to do was play out the game, play out the show. That's it. Sequestering so the jury so they don't know anything. They don't They don't get to read the newspaper and then like, hey, listen to the news and that shit. That's not going to stop them. I mean, shit, the judge had to bring up Maxine Waters' statement and just said he hopes that the politicians stay out of it. They won't, though. They know they for surely won't. Maxine Waters went down there and talked her shit because she knew she could get away with it. And she played She played it right back. She said, oh, they're picking on me. They're bullying me. I didn't, say, I didn't mean it. What I said, I didn't mean it like that. Rah, 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 rah. Okay. If that's what you want people to believe. But that nobody, nobody, ain't nobody buying that shit. That's like, that's like Maxine Waters went down there and said, told everybody, I'm going to say a bunch of stuff, but don't look into it at all, okay? It doesn't mean nothing. And then they're all like, oh, I didn't hear it, I didn't see nothing. Except you got Unicorn Riot there fucking uh, videotaping it. It's just, it's some really funky shit, you know what I'm saying? And then, to follow up on that that girl's post that I read, man, this, this, young, this young fella goes, until we get a thousand more convictions without media coverage, without protests and, and rioting, and without other police officers testifying against their killer, this killer, then we'll have justice. We only got this conviction because other policemen gave us permission when they testified. This is not how justice should operate. We shouldn't need approval of our oppressors to convict others. And then this person, this, this person probably had the most real comment. They just did it so people won't riot and won't have to release another virus to contain people. Now, you can take you can take that with a grain of salt, take it what you will with it, but I think there is more truth to that one that one statement than half those other statements. We need a thousand more convictions. Huh. Well, wouldn't you have to get a thousand more crimes before you get that? You know what I'm saying? There's there's realism to that, you know, and it just I think a lot of these people, when they flap their gums, they don't think about realism at all. They don't think about it, man. That just goes out the window for them. It don't matter. And then uh, on uh, Facebook, there was... Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to find the tweet. I think it was... Uh, what's it called? Um, I want to say... I think Black Twitter is what it's called. I could be wrong. No, but it is. Let me find it real quick. It was something along the lines of, uh, let me see, I'll find it quick. Chauvin is the eighth officer convicted of murder, murder since 2005 over, over, of over 16,000 killings. Just providing context for the first steps that we're taking. And when I think of that, I think, you know, Cops, bad cops have got off. We all know that. We all know cops have got off from doing some pretty heinous shit. 
but to lump every killing that happens under the police as a murder is a real bad generalization. And this person doesn't care if they're making the generalization at all. They, they, they don't. I know that, you know that, we all know they don't care about the, general, or the generalization they're making. Democrats do not care about generalizations. They use them openly all the time, as often as they can, because it's a great straw man argument, it's a great straw man tactic. And that's, let's be honest, that's what they're great at is straw manning. Now, when I look at, when I look at that kind of a thought, that, that kind of a, that kind of a tweet, that kind of thought, when I read that, I think, it's a dangerous game we're playing because the division that, that Americans feel is only getting worse. It's not getting better. And this rhetoric, this generalization only hurts that division. Because there are some of those 16,000 people that were killed were probably justified. Whether we like that or not. And like I've said before, I don't like cops. I hold out hope to I hold out hope to meet a good one. But I'd really hope the left stops making me defend them. If you want everyone to hate cops that hates cops, stop making the people that hate cops defend them. Stop painting every cop as some piece of shit out here looking to hunt motherfuckers down when there is not a statistic to prove that. Not one. There is not one statistic. I said it before in an art in an episode uh, last week. This man, this man on Facebook, man, he was arguing. You know, there are, you see the, all these arguments, and I think there's a lot of good things that you can read and take from these arguments because it really shows what people think and what people don't think. You know what I'm saying? I guess that's the easiest way to say it, what they think and don't think. This man said that more white people had been shot than black people this year, and at that time the number was 50 and 30. The person could have gave a fuck less about the source. They said, oh, I don't trust that source. I don't trust this source. I don't trust that source. Whether it was from uh, the FBI, Minnesota, uh, records, all kinds of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like they had plenty of, there's plenty of sources there in front of them. And the person that was arguing it did not want to accept any of those sources. The only sources they were willing to accept is the sources that they trust. When a lot of the sources that they trust have literally been proven to be, de be, de be debunked. A good example, we'll go to CNN real quick. Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, exposed the shit out of CNN. Showed their whole deck of cards. And motherfuckers will still say CNN is real news. Even though that they literally said that they... they, they Came up with shit. They came up with things against Trump. They created things. They created stories to run with them. But yet, they're the real news. And that's... That's how it... That's how it looks. You know, to me at least. Is... It's... 
it's a fucked little game that we all end up playing. And even if we don't want to play it, even if we don't like the rules, we still get stuck fucking playing it. And we're playing with people that don't care about our, don't care about where we're coming from. They don't care about our sources. They don't care about our, our ideas, our thoughts, our opinions. If it doesn't fit their status quo or their mold, we're a piece of shit. You're a racist. You're a misogynist. You're homophobic. You're whatever they can label you as. And then some. That's what I think is fucked up. Just like I took, uh, I thought what I thought was fucked up was when Black Lives Matter doxed Kim Porter. Kim Potter, whatever her name is. Only reason is she got kids too. They didn't have nothing to do with her. They didn't have nothing to do with her, her occupation. Nothing to do with her job. But she had kids. You doxed their house. So now everybody and their mama knows where she lives, this, that, the other. But she got kids in the house. So because of hatred, you put kids in danger. And we're supposed to be accepting of that. When I was running on the when I was running in the streets back in the day having my having my my blast, you know, having my fun. There was rules to that shit. You kept women and kids out of it. Now, because Kim Potter is a cop, she can't be left out of it. But you could have left her family the fuck out of it. But they chose not to. And that's something I thought was fucked up. Because you've seen a lot of people that are like, oh yeah, 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 rah, 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 all hooting and hollering for it. But if it was them on the flip side of it, ooh, it would not be like that. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I think is fucked up. Is the game that's being played is so is so dirtily played. Dirty dirtily played. Is that a word? Dirtily? So raunchily played on one side and the other side doesn't know how to play against the rule play the game because the rules keep changing. Or every time something happens in favor, we're just gonna use Democrats and conservatives. Every time Democrats see the conservatives get something in their favor, they they whine, they screech, they holler till it changes. But then they whine, screech, holler, and complain to get what they want and to change the status quo, whether whether it helps anybody or not. And I think that's one of the easiest ways to break it down. In my opinion, because that's really what a lot of it comes down to is like right now, a lot of it comes down to, I mean, Democrat and conservative. Because it's your belief system, it's your value system. It's how you want to see the world go. And the conservatives just... Just keep taking it on the fucking head. Our politicians sure the fuck do. Now, we got a few firebrands that stick up for it, but not many. But the generalizations and the, the hatred and the anger and the distaste and the... The vilification of everybody and anything... I really pray stops because all of that's going to create a division that there's no coming back from. 
And I think we might be at that point. And to get into the, the story about the girl in Columbus. I got an article from the New York Post. And it's a uh, mom of Ohio, Ohio teen girl fatally shot by cops speaks out. I want answers. The mother of the 16-year-old girl, Columbus, uh, Columbus, Ohio girl, who was shot by police said in a tearful interview that her loving, peaceful daughter called the cops for protection not to be, hom not to be a homicide. Makia Bryant was fatally shot after her family call said she called the police to report girls fighting about 4.30 p.m. Tuesday, shortly before former Minneapolis cop Derek Chauvin was found guilty of murdering George Floyd. See, I don't know why that makes a difference. Video released by police shows an officer encountering the teen who appears to be armed with a knife and chasing another girl who falls, who falls in front of the cop. The officer screams at the alleged suspect to get down before the, tar the teen targets another girl. The video shows... As she swings the apparent weapon towards the second girl, the officer fires several shots at the alleged suspect striking her. Paula Bryant's 16-year-old daughter, Mikea, was fatally shot by Columbus police. I'm very upset. I'm hurt. I want answers, uh, Bryant's mom, Paula, said. <clears throat> My daughter dispatched Columbus police to, for protection not to be a homicide today. The distraught woman said her daughter had been staying in the foster, in the foster home and, and, she, and uh, she saw... She last saw her on Tuesday. Makia Bryant seen, uh, seen with her mother on Facebook. It's a picture. The video is pretty, pretty straightforward. Now it doesn't, it doesn't show her calling for the cops, but the backstory is, is the girls that were getting that were getting swung on with the knife were trying to jump her. So she called the cops and her, I, I would say in her own defense, her own safety. And when the cops showed up, she still had the knife and she wasn't again complying. And here we go with responsibility and accountability. But I also understand I've been jumped. And if you've been jumped, you know it's tunnel vision, baby. The only thing you see is thy enemy. So I understand why she was going the way she was going. I understand that. But I also, when it was me, the people that I knew, if it was if we was going like that and the cops showed up, we generally stopped because of knowing. The cops could end up shooting you, you know what I'm saying? And mind you, I'm old. I'm, I'm older than this, than this young lady. And it, it's really a tragic thing that, that she got shot. But the cops in, in, that, in that situation, he's saving someone else. And for the mom to say, we need answers, the answers are there in the... The answers are right there. It's in the video. Officer told her to drop it, get down. She didn't comply. She went to swing this knife at, an, at, another, at another suspect, another person, and it was done. And then the body cam footage shows as she's on the ground, the knife's right next to her. It's a fucked up situation. Especially when you know the person that's 
on the receiving end like Adam Toledo. Well, I'm going to use Adam Toledo. Him and her were both had to have been scared. Scared of for different reasons, but scared. Nobody wants to get jumped on. She really had to have felt she, her life was in danger if she brought a knife, man. But a lot, and then it goes to, to, I mean, the younger generations, man, they're nuts. They're crazy. That's, that's not a crack against them. I don't know if it's a school system. I don't know what it is. But the young, the young bucks, man, they, they wildin'. You got a 13-year-old in Chicago, got a gun. You got a 15-year-old in Columbus wielding a knife. These are kids, man. And I think that's one. Of, that's why it makes it the hardest. Now, there's also more to this story that is going to probably overshadow it for a little bit. Bystander shows the aftermath of, of a killing of 15-year-old Makia uh, Bryant by Columbus police officers. Uh, apparently, she called cops for help, but they killed her. Then taunted neighbors and, and neighbors, taunt, then taunted neighbors and family by saying "Blue Lives Matter." Now. That particular article was from the Daily Beast, and I don't have it pulled up or nothing, but there, what the Daily Beast is saying is that a cop was uh, wearing a Blue Lives Matter mask, and the cops yelled to each other, Blue Lives Matter. That's what the Daily Beast is, essentially, that's what that article says. And one of the things that I was going to say for that, that part of it is because it, it doesn't make sense to get mad about that to me. They're cops. Their blue life might not matter to you. We may not see it as it is a big difference. Blue, you can't have a blue life because you're not blue, you're not a smurf. However you want to break it down, right? But that's their job, that's their occupation. And being a cop, like a doctor, like a lawyer, you normally sign up for life. That's normally not a job you're gonna, you're gonna fuck off on and when you're 28 years old, 29 years old, 30 years old, 35 years old, you're not going to find people that are going to quit being a school teacher to go be a cop at 50 years old. Not that it hasn't happened, but it's not common. And that, that's one of the things that I see is I see a lot of people get mad at that blue lives statement. Blue lives matter. Why? Why does it, why does it make you mad? They have unions. They have police balls. When they get killed in line of duty, they get a special burial. Like, it does make it somewhat of a difference, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I'm not saying that you gotta, you gotta believe that blue lives is a thing. But, to them it is. And you're not gonna change that. And to people that support the police precincts and support the police, you're not gonna change their belief in that either. Just like when somebody else fuck Black Lives Matter to people that Black Lives Matter. It solidifies them like, fuck you, man. I, I'm rocking with my group harder. Fuck you. You know that type of thing? And then same thing when you tell someone that fucks with the police, man. Fuck blue lives. You think that ain't going to harden the hatches for them too? <laughs> Come on now. It's division, baby. And these sides is picking their players like we about to go play the biggest game of kickball ever. You know what I'm saying? It's just insane to me, man, to see people go out on such a limb that they're willing to argue it all as if they're 
truly right. That that girl said the whole the entire planet saw for itself what happened with George Floyd. The entire planet's gonna see what happened to Makia Bryant. Just like they seen what happened to Adam Toledo. Just because you don't like what you see doesn't make it any less justified. And it doesn't matter if the two girls, three girls, whatever it was, went there to whoop her ass, jump her, whatever. It doesn't make a difference. The minute she came out the house with a knife, the circumstances changed. Why did she call the cops and then go charge them with a knife? You know, there's a, your mom, the mom has, my mom has the right idea. There's definitely some questions that need to be answered. Because that just doesn't make sense to a lot of people. Why would you call the cops and then go out with a knife? It doesn't, I mean, it, none, of the, none of the answers, none of the questions will ever help bring her back. It will never bring her back. It's never going to help her mom get over the loss of her daughter. The mom is always going to blame the police. And there's always going to be a group of people that believe that the cops could have the cop could have did something different. That's just I mean that's that's all I think about it. And I don't know how everybody else. I mean, I, what do y'all think, man? You think the cop was justified in shooting her? Do you think the two other? Do you think she would have actually connected with the knife had the cop not shot her? Should the cop allowed her to connect with the knife, and then you know tased her, or went for a a knee or an arm shot like so many people would like the cops to learn how to do? There's a lot of questions there. But that's really all I got. I mean, just had to give my opinion on the kangaroo court and. My thoughts that I really believe the jury was signed, sealed, and delivered from day one. It, all it did was solidify them as the shit started to hit the fan more and more and more. And I think the pig's head, and then knowing that their names would be public, I think that played a big. I think that played a big role. I think fear played a big role in the the guilty verdict of Derek Chauvin. Not that you couldn't have got a guilty verdict without all the fear and intimidation. It just doesn't help the case in, in the grand scheme of it because a lot of people will never buy into the fact that he was convicted because the jurors found him guilty. A lot, of, a lot of people, including myself, feel he was convicted because the jurors were afraid if they didn't convict him, there would be retaliation against them. And on that note, you know, no, the the officer that shot Jacob Blake, he went back to work, and they and the ooh the public was livid about that, right? The public will be mad, most likely, when the officer that shot Adam Toledo goes back to work, because they've already said that that was justified, whether people in Chicago feel it or not, and when it comes to Makia Bryant, I don't know if the cop will be found. I don't know if it'll be justified. But the community will also be mad as fuck when they, when, uh, if they get, if they are able to go back to work. And what Maxine Waters said about we got to get more confrontational, this, that, the other, and her little pep talk she gave over in Brooklyn Park. That pep talk, motherfuckers in 
Columbus, all over, are going to hear that pep talk. And they're going to feel that pep talk, and they're going to enforce that pep talk probably in their neighborhoods as well. Especially with how 2020 is, 2021 is going right now. The protests aren't stopping. The, the, the criminal sides of the protest and that stuff, that, that, that might be stopping. I didn't see any articles about that today. Anything, at least last night, didn't see anything on it about Facebook popping off. So, I mean, it's a blessing that that happened. That you know, there's no rioting or those things. I mean, there's, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of speculation that there would be a lot of celebratory rioting. I just haven't heard of any yet. Not that it didn't happen, but I haven't heard about it yet. So I'll keep definitely keep checking the news, this, that, the other. You know what it is. But on that note, what do you guys think about the Derek Chauvin conviction? Think is think he's a uh, think that uh, the jury wasn't afraid. Think they just uh, do you think do you think it wasn't a kangaroo court? Do you agree with me that it was a kangaroo court, a show trial? You already know what to do. Holla at me on parlor, like, share, comment, help your boy grow. Definitely help if you could share the episode. I greatly appreciate that. And on that note, you already know what it is. Stay blazed. Stay blessed. Stay safe. We almost to the hot summer.